Welcome to the Tarleton BSM Podcast. Today we'll be continuing our 402 series, Spring Fling, Who, What, and Why of Dating. We hope you enjoy this message from staff member Luke Johnson. Hey everyone, my name is Luke. Uh, I get the chance to be on staff here at the BSM, and I also get to be married to Becca Johnson, and if you know her, uh, then you know why that is a blessing. If you don't know her, you should. Uh, That's my humble opinion. She's great. Um, But we have been talking about dating, and I'm excited to be here to continue that, to wrap up this series uh, with you guys. So uh, two weeks ago, Clayton laid out the the what of dating, what is dating. Last week, Meg told us who to date. And this week, we're going to be looking at the why of dating. And I'm sure that is a question that we've all asked ourselves before, as as things can get uh, contentious and, and messy, we, we ask ourselves, why did I do this? Maybe, um, maybe you're in a situation and he only communicates his feelings to you through written letter that he sends through the mail. Um, or maybe he only calls you once a week. Maybe, uh, or maybe it's once uh, next week. Uh, I'm not sure, it's up in the air at this point. Uh, or maybe he treats you more like one of the bros than uh, the love of his life. Uh, or maybe you're in a situation where you, uh, he, he didn't tell his parents you've been dating for six months and the only reason they found out is because someone at their church commented about it because you made it Facebook official so the creepy guy in your biology class would leave you alone. Um, so if, if you relate to any of those things, you should really uh, talk to my wife because she relates to all of them because uh, those are things I've done. Uh, so there's my, uh, my shot of humility for the month. Um, I promise I have grown as a person and I've, I've learned how to, to date better than that, I promise. Uh, but really, uh, we've been married for about two years and dated for about four years before that. And so in six years, I, I feel like I've learned a thing or two. And one of those things is that girls really can be a little complicated sometimes. Um, but guys can be really dumb most of the time. Uh, it's, it's usually, it, it, there's some give and some take, but guys are dumb. Uh, it, it's true. Uh, and, and that's okay. That, you know, that's, we're wired differently. Things, things happen differently. Uh, and when people, like, people that are different get together, things get messy. It's just the fact of life. It's perfectly normal. Uh, but in those moments where you question why, why all of this confusion is, is really worth it. Uh, it is your purpose that, uh, that gives you the answer to those things. And it's not just that way with dating either. It's really this, the same with, with everything in life. Uh, for all my friends in OCHEM right now uh, that just got catapulted into online OCHEM, you are, really weren't expecting that. Uh, but the reason you suffer through OCHEM is so that you can become a doctor someday or a veterinarian someday and you can help people or animals. Um, if you're, uh, the reason why we, we make uh, ourselves work out and eat vegetables is not because we like to do those things, uh, but it's because it's, it's good to be healthy and, and those things are required for healthy. Uh, or even, even in this season right now, we're all suffering in quarantine. We generally don't want to be alone in isolation but we know that if we do all of these things, all of this will be over and we can do the things we love to do and have toilet paper again sooner. Um, so 
I, I think it's safe to say that when the going gets tough, we need a good why to keep going. Uh, and I, I think a lot of our relationships struggle because we don't have a good purpose behind them. Uh, and I know a lot of my relationships have struggled because of that. Um, so maybe uh, maybe you don't really know why you date. It's just a lot of fun. And so you, you're, you're just trying to have fun uh, with whoever. And so, uh, but what happens whenever whenever they want to get serious and then it's not fun anymore and things get messy and all of a sudden you come to a screeching halt uh, or maybe uh, maybe you think dating is about feelings of love or attraction and those things are fine uh, but what happens whenever your lives are going in different directions and all of a sudden it's really painful to try and stay together because you're being pulled in different places uh, or maybe you're just afraid of being alone um, and so that's why you seek relationship after relationship. And if that's your, your purpose for seeking a relationship, then that relationship is really only about you and it's not healthy in, in any way um, for, for anyone in that situation. Um, so all of these, these things will, will have holes in them and ultimately the purpose won't get us through uh, to the end goal. Um, but in order to date well, we have to have a good purpose behind it. Uh, and thankfully, we know where we can turn for a good purpose. Uh, thankfully, the Bible speaks to us about a lot of things like purpose uh, and even about relationships a little bit. And um, so if you're new to us or new to the Bible, the Bible is broken up into two parts. Uh, you have the Old Testament where God creates everything and it's perfect and then we mess it up. And we spend the rest of the time trying to, to get back with God, but ultimately keep failing. Uh, and then we have the, the New Testament, where since we couldn't get to God, he came to us and fixed, restored his people, uh, and then started this thing called the church that we're still kind of living out today. Um, and the, the Bible doesn't talk about dating, uh, mostly because dating didn't exist in the Bible. Uh, if you've been with us the past few weeks, you've heard Clayton and Meg both say that. Um, but it does talk a, a lot about relationships. Uh, and talks a lot about marriage. Marriage is actually a really big deal in the Bible. And so as we've, as we've heard in the previous weeks, um, the, the meaning of dating is, is meant to point to marriage. Dating is meant to lead to marriage. Um, fact, you, uh, the person you're married to, you've dated every time. Uh, you don't always marry the person you date, but if you married someone, you dated them. And so dating leads to marriage. Uh, but marriage in itself is not the purpose of dating. Um, it, is, it is a good purpose, but it even has holes in that, in just pursuing marriage. And so today, or tonight, um, I want to highlight an even greater purpose of dating, which is, is kind of our big idea for the night, uh, which is the, the purpose of dating is to glorify God in every way. Um, now, I, I, I want to take a minute and to define what I mean by uh, glorify God, because I feel like that's one of the big churchy terms that we can throw around pretty flippantly and not really know what it means. Um, so uh, rather than making up my own definition, I turn to someone who's older and wiser and has written a lot more books than I ever will um, by, by the name of John Piper. The way that he defines uh, glorifying God is, is that to glorify God is to magnify the truth and worth and beauty and greatness of God. Um, and clearly, Piper's not a fan of the Oxford comma, uh, but that, that's okay. Um, 
but this is, this is uh, the working definition of glorifying God that I want to run with tonight. Um, and, but even to take it a little further, when you think of magnifying things, a lot of times we think of like a magnifying glass or a microscope, um, but think more of like a, like a telescope instead. Because what a microscope does is it takes something that's small and makes it look big. Uh, but what a telescope does is make something that is big look as, as big as it really is. Um, and so rather than moving the appearance of size away from reality, it moves things towards reality. And so that's what glorifying God is. It's taking the, the characteristics or the realities of God and moving them forward uh, so that we can see them as they really are. Um, and so this is what relationships were made to do. Um, but the idea of the idea of glorifying God as a purpose is not at all uh, exclusive to dating uh, or even to marriage. But everything was made for God's glory. Uh, Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. See that that says that says all things. It doesn't just say some things, but it says all things were created through him and for him. So that means everything, everything that is created, everything we see, can touch, can can feel, uh, and and then everything that we do is purposed for God's glory because He's created it. He's given us the means to do things. Um, so. The purpose of everything is to glorify God. From getting out of bed in the morning, to taking your test, uh, to how you spend your free time, to your relationships, uh, to getting back in bed. Every breath is meant to glorify God. Uh, But we often forget about this because we often, what we do is we often compartmentalize uh, our our lives and we we just make God a part of it. So if you think of it... um, like a pie chart. Well, a lot of times we think, here's, here's my section for family, here's my section for friends, I have school, and I'll, I'll carve out a piece for God in my life. Um, but the problem is, is if we, if we call ourselves Christians, then we know that we're created for the purpose of God, uh, for, for the purpose of glorifying God, and everything is, has that purpose of glorifying God. And so if we just have have if we reduce God to being just a part of our life, then everything else isn't glorifying him. It's just that one part that's glorifying to him. And so uh, really what that, what that looks like is, is like making a hot fudge sundae, but drinking the hot fudge on the side. Uh, like some sick person that does that. No one does that. But the idea is the same. Is If we're going to have God, if, if we're going to call ourselves Christian, we need to have... We need to have God be a part of every part of our life, not just one part, which means every part of our life is glorifying God. And so this is the first step to dating to glorify God. If God is not a part of every part of our life, and if he is not the, the center of, of the circle that everything revolves around in our life, uh, then he's not going to be the center of our relationship. If he's not a part of every part of our life, he's not going to be a part of our relationship. Meaning if, if our life is not glorifying to God, then our relationships are, are not going to be glorifying to God. Um, 
But um, so that, that's the first step. In order to have a, a dating relationship that glorifies God, your life has to glorify him. Uh, but if you, if you feel like you are there, if you've, you've, you feel like you're, you're at least trying to make God a part of every part of your life, um, then, then what does it look like to, to, glor- to date to glorify God? Um, and I think there's, there's three, um, three kind of helpful ways to, uh, to think about this. Uh, one is we have to date with honesty. And I, I, I don't just mean like tell the, telling the truth, although uh, lying to someone that you care about is never a good idea. Um, but, but dating honest, honestly means that uh, we have to be honest with ourselves as well. Uh, so if you if you were with us two weeks ago, um, Clayton talked about how uh, marriage, not marriage, uh, dating is a uh, evaluation process, not a relationship status. Uh, meaning if, and he said, if you, if marriage isn't really a reality in your life, then you probably don't need to be dating. Uh, just because that is, that's what, what dating is going towards is marriage. And, and so you need to be, be honest with yourself and think, um, is, is marriage a reality for me right now? Is this where I'm going? Similarly, you need to be honest about the person that you're dating. Are they someone that you would want to marry? Uh, or are they just uh, someone you think is really hot or really fun and you want to spend time with them? Um, like that's, that's not a bad thing, but that is a bad thing to base your relationship on. Uh, and you have to be honest and, and keep yourself to kind of the process of things. Um, something Clayton has said a lot um, because he stole it from someone else is that uh, with, when you think about baseball, there's a, an, a process to baseball. There's an order to baseball. You have to run the bases in order. Um, so first you have to have, have your master, um, meaning your, your lives need to be controlled by the same thing. Then you have to have the mission, meaning your lives had to be uh, aiming in the right trajectory, the same trajectory as each other. Uh, and then, then you can focus on the mate part. Then you can, you can look at the things like common interests and uh, whatever, chemistry, whatever, whatever the, the thing is. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's got to follow that order because if it doesn't, if you go out of order, um, then as, as you get to the mission and you're going in the wrong place or in different places, uh, you're going you're gonna to split apart. Uh, or if you don't have the same master, you're going to split apart. Um, so you have to be honest with yourself about the reality of marriage, the kind of person you want to marry, um, and you have to be honest to keep yourself accountable to that order. Uh, but you also need to be honest with each other uh, just for clarity's sake. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Um, and this is, is speaking personally. This is something we should all do. Um, but if you're in a dating relationship, you bear the responsibility of this for the other person. Meaning, you need to be honest with them about your feelings as you're evaluating things. So if you ever reach a point where you're just not that into him or her. I don't know. Uh, you need, for whatever reason, that, that's something that they need to know because it's it's better to to um, it's better to have a little sting uh, in something than to perpetuate something and then let it come out later on. Um, and 
because that just that's way messier. And so it's better just to just to get it out um, and do those things. Um, but also, like you need to uh, be honest with your intentions. So if um, if you're if you are are in this for the long haul, um, or if you're uh, or if you're still not sure, you're still in that evaluating thing, evaluating process. Then uh, like those are things that are are important to know because it, it protects that person's heart. Uh, it protects your heart as well in those things. And this is our responsibility to each other in relationship. Uh, the, next, the next way that is really helpful to, to date in a way that glorifies God is to date with purity. Uh, and yes, I'm, I'm talking about not having sex. Uh, this is a dating series. You knew it was coming eventually. Uh, so here it is. Uh, but um, <clears throat> sex in itself is not a bad thing. I think a lot of times we, especially in modern Christian circles, we can vilify sex. We can make it a villain. Um, but, but sex is, is really a gift that God created. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a thing. Um, <clears throat> the problem comes is when we play with it outside of the, the boundaries that, that God created. Um, I like a uh, really helpful picture for me is, is thinking of fire. I'm a bit of a pyrotechnic. Um, and a fire is something that's really good. It produces heat. It's useful. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and honestly, it's something you need to survive. Uh, but if you if you take fire outside of outside of the safe boundaries that's created for it, then it'll burn you. Uh, it'll burn you, and it'll burn someone else. First uh, Corinthians six eighteen says to flee from sexual immorality. Uh, for every sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Meaning that that sexual sin is not something that that doesn't. Well, all sin has consequences. Our actions have consequences. But sin, sexual sin especially, has consequences against you. Uh, it changes who you are. It changes things about you. Uh, and, it, and it has consequences for the other person as well. And so if we play with, with, like we play with fire outside of boundaries, if we play with sex outside of the boundaries it was created for, um, then, then we get hurt and other people get hurt as well. Um, <clears throat> But like I said, there, there, there is a purpose for it, but there's also an order to it. There's a process to it. Uh, if we, we keep going on with this fire thing, I recently got into grilling, kind of. Uh, my wife and I have a grill, and I have tried to use it recently. Um, I'm not very good at it because I don't really know how to grill. Um, at least like, well, uh, my experience with grilling has been like throwing some charcoal on the ground, buying some fire fluid on it, burning, and then waiting for it to, to smolder and it works. Uh, but I have this, this grill and I tried it. So I, I put the charcoal in, lighter fluid, fire, fire makes heat, put the heat with the meat and you're good to go. Uh, but what happened is I found it was really hard to keep a fire going with lighter fluid. And so the purpose, the, the purpose that sex and physical attraction, uh, sexual feelings and physical attraction has is meant to be like lighter fluid for a fire. Uh, it's not not meant to sustain it. It's just meant to accelerate it. Because again, the 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 uh, the end goal of dating is is ultimately marriage. That's where that's where dating is pointing to is is marriage. So sexual feelings and physical attraction are meant to get you to that process sooner. Um, but if you if you just take lighter fluid and throw it on the ground. Uh, and light it on fire, it's going to burn hot, 
It's gonna burn bright. It's gonna be this really cool fireball. Um, but that's gonna be it. And then it's gonna be gone. But if you want something that will last, if you, if you need something, uh, a healthy fire, uh, you have to start with a base. Um, and so it is with relationships. If you are basing your relationship solely on sexual feelings um, or physical attraction, it's gonna burn hot, it's gonna burn bright, it's gonna be fun, but then it's gonna be gone. Uh, and you're gonna be left in the cold and the dark. Um, the third thing we need to, to date to glorify God is to date with community. Um, and the simple fact of it is, uh, I don't like it as much as you don't like it, uh, but we are idiots on our own. Um, Proverbs 18.1 says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desires, but he breaks out against sound judgment. Sorry, whoever isolates himself seeks out his own desires, he breaks out against sound judgment. Um, and honest, honesty and purity, dating with those two things, uh, are impossible without outside help of some sort. Now, this doesn't always mean you have to bring uh, your little brother along on a third, uh, as a third wheel. Um, but what this does mean is you need to, to avoid putting yourself in compromising positions where you're alone. Um, it's, a lot, it's a lot harder to uh, cross physical boundaries with your significant other in a booth in Chili's than it is sitting alone in a dark room on a couch watching a movie. Um, <clears throat> and so it's really, uh, it's, it's important to have people around you, people that, that know you both. Um, one, to help keep you accountable in your honesty and purity, um, but, but also to, to help you with that evaluation process. Um, because uh, friends often see things that we don't see ourselves. Um, a lot of times we, uh, we get uh, those rose-colored glasses uh, or, or whatever, and we, um, we only see the good things, but our friends are there to point out uh, uh, things that are, are helpful to know. Um, and so we need, to, we need to date in public, we need to date with friends, um, and we, we should date in community um, in order to glorify God. Uh, so let's, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, in order to do that, um, I think we need to evaluate our lives. Um, if, if the key to dating to glorify God is to have a life that glorifies God, that's where we have to start. Um, and so uh, as, as you are, are leaving this live stream, uh, ask yourselves the question, um, like, does your life magnify the truth and the worth and the beauty and the greatness of God? Uh, is your life bringing those realities forward? Um, or are they diminishing them? Is, is God a part of every part of your life? Is, is, he, is every part of your life being lived for the glory of God? Um, and as Christians, this is honestly a, a joy that we are called to in our lives, um, especially in our relationships. Um, because the reason why is because we have been loved with such great love that we have, to, we have that love to magnify to other people. Um, if, if you're new to this whole faith thing, you're just checking it out. Um, the, the love I'm talking about is, is in Jesus. Um, like I said earlier, we, we tried to, to get back to God, but we never could. And so he came to us and he lived a perfect life and died a death that he did not deserve uh, and rose again, um, showing his power over sin and death. Not because we've done anything, uh, but just because he loved us so much. 
And so whenever we, we, <clears throat> whenever we date to glorify God and we have relationships to glorify God, uh, then that is the reality that is magnified through us, uh, that, that we have life because Jesus gave, his, gave, us, our, gave us his life. Um, and so uh, as we leave, let's seek to date. Um, as, as, as we go and we seek to date, let's do so with honesty, purity, and clarity um, and in community so that our relationships will ref- reflect the reality of God in our lives. Thank you for listening to the Tarleton BSM podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe. To keep up with everything Tarleton BSM, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tarleton BSM. See you next time.